Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to a delayed episode of The Staredown. A couple weeks off for fall break. I'm Sean Carpenter in Ashburn, Virginia tonight, joined by Todd Meininger in his home base in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte down in Tampa Bay. Bill's out on assignment this week, but it's been a while since we recorded, so we thought we'd get one in the can. What's up, boys? How are you? Let's start with you, Todd. How's things going, man? We're watching the Braves-Dodgers right now, game three of the NLCS. You got to feel good about where we're at. Yeah, uh, totally happy about that. Um, my other passion, Florida football, not so not so good this week. But hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna choose to stick to the positive. Yeah, Braves uh, put themselves in a pretty good position. They got six more outs to go um, with a three run lead to uh, go up head three nothing against the mighty Dodgers. So um, fingers crossed, uh, hoping to finish strong and uh, see what tomorrow brings. So had a had a real um, Good time. Watched the first couple innings with my daughter at a local uh, uh, sports uh, bar, if you will. Bar, <laughs> and uh, had a great time watching with her. So go Braves for sure. Good. And how's that? How's 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 uh, Scotty doing? Any word? Scott's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's finishing up the academic portion of his training and doing super well. Um, he's got one more week and finals to go, but he's actually, what's well, exciting. He's doing great, but he's actually looking forward to and pumped out, pumped up about the practicum portion, the, the actual in the field training. So um, he was not excited about the classroom uh, piece and he's killing it. So um, if he's excited about the field piece, uh, I trust he's going to keep on doing great and uh, hitting his stride. So uh, yeah, thanks for asking. He's doing great. Great. And Mal, how about you, buddy? I saw you last week up in Pinehurst. So are you back up and running down there in Tampa? Oh, came back to uh, a lot that needed to be done, Sean. Right. Uh, didn't look at a phone except to take pictures and send text messages to the family. Uh, didn't read an email. Uh, so I came back to a lot of stuff to do. Been a very busy couple of days. Uh, but uh, it was... Certainly great being out in Pinehurst. Uh, what a terrific place and terrific company. Uh, the golf could have been a little better. I mean, the golf was beautiful and it was great. The actual players were left a little to be desired. But yeah, was, I think we all we all brought our C games, I think. But Yeah, we had moments, right? Everybody had some moments, but we didn't string enough holes together to make it uh, – uh, to make the score memorable, just the experience. Correct. Correct. Well, good to, good to be back. I had a, a, a fun week. Uh, you know, my travels continue. The unmasked tour, as I'm calling it. I was in Iowa last week. Uh, the week before that, I was in New York City and Minnesota. Now I'm in Virginia. I go to San Antonio later this week. But that's why we've been uh, tough to, to get all four of us together to record. And tonight we're, we don't even have our fourth with Bill. But, um, guys, sports has been fun the last couple of weeks. We've, we're, you know, we're in the we whittle our way down into the NLCS and NL or ALCS. We had uh, Mal, your Tampa Bay team make the playoffs, but just couldn't get past Boston. Just the just the the hitting of Boston outlasted the pitching of Tampa. Certainly did, and and we knew going in, right? We talked about it three or four shows ago that if the the Rays had a weakness, it was going to be the fact that they 
did not score enough runs and that their pitching was at the was a little long in the tooth. Uh, and uh, Joey Cora, like we were just talking about in the green room, Joey Cora has a has a way of trusting his gut and uh, especially with his offensive players. He's doing it now for sure uh, against Houston, but he did it against the Rays, just leaving guys in and trusting them to take the ball the other way and uh, not just hit home runs while they've hit many, they've hit plenty. Uh, they get a lot of base runners, uh, and the Rays just didn't have enough pitching to, to outlast them. Uh, they tried. This is going to happen. Over on the other side of the AL, um, Houston kind of took it to Chicago. They swept them uh, in what was kind of a contentious series there. Uh, Todd, your Braves uh, had a great series against Milwaukee. Just really, you know, uh, lost the first one. Uh, stayed focused, won one in Milwaukee, which they needed to do, and had two really good games in Atlanta. Clinch it. Yeah, it was a fun series. Um, I didn't know too much about Milwaukee other than uh, they had the best closer in the league. Um, and it seemed like Atlanta got behind and didn't quit, and uh, the starters gave them enough to turn over the bullpen, and the bullpen gave them enough to find a win, but um, certainly a highlight was uh, Freddie uh, Freeman with the walk-off again. Um, is it Josh Hader? Um, yeah. Arguably the best uh, closer in all of baseball. And I think he's given up two home runs to lefties in the last three years. So uh, what a special moment, um, not only for Freddie, but the Braves. So again, yeah, that series was, was really good, really good. And, uh, and when it came up on the on the right side of the coin, and then out out west, the the other um, NLDS game uh, was uh, the Dodgers and the Giants, the two best teams in baseball. Unfortunately, the way the the kind of the the seedings and the brackets go, the wild card plays the best team, and so the Dodgers had to go to you know go to the Giants, and they they won a thrilling game five uh, on a kind of a kind of a bullshit call. Uh, you know, they, you know, the, the game ended on a called third strike by the first base umpire. Um, Todd, I know you're not a fan of replay. There's, there's no chance to replay that call, but that was just a missed call. I mean, it, and just at a wrong time of the game, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it you know what? It wasn't a missed call. Uh, it was live. I, yeah, well, I guess it was a missed call, um, on re when you reviewed on replay, Boy, it wasn't even – he didn't even – it wasn't even a close call. It should have been a no swing at all. Uh, that said, it would have been two and two. Still still a lot needed to happen uh, yeah. for to tie it up. So, you know, it's not uh, – who knows? The, the result may have been the same. But, gosh, you hate that he made that call. Then we, we, we can look at replay and realize that he blew it. So yeah. what could have been for the Giants, right? Let, let's talk about where we're at right now. We're – as we're recording this, it's um, game three of the NLCS. The Dodgers or the Braves won their first two at home, Todd. I'm sorry, the Braves won the first two in Atlanta. Um, once again, the benefit of being the division champ versus the better record, they get the home field advantage. They win the first two, and what you got to feel comfortable with the, the way they won the first two games. Yeah, both. Um... 
there seems to be a formula going on. Uh, both Max Fried and and um, Ian uh, Ian Anderson struggled early, as did Charlie Morton today, um, giving up two runs early, and then the Braves again seem to tie it up, uh, get a hiccup in the mid innings, and then tie it up and win. So, um, gosh, there's no quit in this team. Um, we're we're starting to believe it here in Atlanta that uh, we got the, the, the starting pitching, the, the bullpen, and the, the correct lineup. Um, and, guys, this is a team that lost their ace uh, in, in, um, in, in preseason, Mike Soroka, um, and they lost arguably the MVP and, and Ronald Acuna and um, a huge key player in, you know, Marcelo Azuna. Um, this is a team that went out and got – three outfielders at the trade deadline and um, there's just no quit in them. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun to watch. And as we're taping, they're five outs away for taking a three Oh lead. So. Yeah. And Mal, you're kind of more of an, an AL guy. I mean, the Red Sox and the Astros um, kind of a, a, a punt, you know, two small play teams, but just, this is a, this is like a, a heavyweight fight where the, there's going to be 150 punches on each side. And it's going to be a, a split decision, right? And no one's going to get knocked down, right? They're going to stand there and take the punches the entire time, right? I tell you, though, so I'm sitting here listening to Todd talk about Atlanta, and vicariously, I'm rooting for Atlanta, right? Because I want Todd yeah, to get his, right? Me too, we all yeah. are, let's be honest. On the American League side of things, it's really hard for me to, to root, root for either, either team. <laughs> right. I, I don't really care who wins. I hope they both get beat up pretty bad, to be honest with you. And I know one of them has to win. Of all of the teams in the American League, I have a difficult time rooting. For, clearly, the Red Sox, growing up where I did, and rooting for the Yankees, but I have a difficult time rooting for both teams. Yeah, uh, I don't see any reason, uh, any way, the Red Sox aren't going to finish them off. Uh, they've just been spectacular uh, with um, uh, McCullers Jr., the kid from Tampa, going down. They don't have Houston; just doesn't have the pitching. The poor guy they threw out there yesterday was he, he looked okay in the first inning, but he looked scared. And then after that, it was it was all downhill. Uh was that the O'Quinny guy or the O'Quindo exactly. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh uh, I mean, he hadn't started, he hadn't been on the mound in two weeks. All right, think about that. If you're if your team is is decimated pitching-wise to that point, that a guy that starts a championship series game hasn't hmm. pitched in two weeks and he wasn't hurt. He just wasn't good enough to play for two weeks. Uh, now he's in the game. It was, uh, it was tough. So I'm, I'm kind of seeing an Atlanta Boston world series. Uh, and I will, I might be rooting harder than you, Todd, for that, for the Braves. <laughs> impossible now. Impossible. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, Astros are one of those teams though, with, with uh, Altuve and Correa don't give they're up. They're not going to yeah. go. They're not going to go easy. So that game, you know, could go. That series could go seven. I and I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Right now, uh, Red Sox up two to one, uh, middle of second in game three or game four over in the American League. Um, hey, Sean, real quick, um, let's let's throw caution in the wind and assume Braves can get to the World Series, uh, and the, and let's assume the Red Sox get there. If the Braves can win it all. They beat the Brewers, the former Milwaukee Braves, and the former Boston Braves. 
Uh, yeah. Cool, right? Yeah. And the year that Hank Aaron passed, and uh, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. So yeah, it would be a nice little uh, checking the yeah. the full circle of the Braves organization, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go. Let's stay in the pros, guys. Let's go. Uh, let's go NFL. Uh, we are six weeks in. Uh, we have one undefeated team. Surprisingly, the Arizona Cardinals um, are the only undefeated team in baseball. We have no. I'm sorry, we just have one winless team. That's the Detroit Lions with the Jaguars getting off the schneid this week in London on a last-second field goal by the Jaguars. Um, Mal, let's start with you. Kind of, Who's been your kind of surprise team of the year? Um, and, and, you know, what, what, have you, what have you liked about what you've seen so far in the NFL? Yeah, the team that surprises me, and I guess I shouldn't be because they are clearly the best team in football right now, are the Cardinals. Their defense is better than I thought. And defense uh, is smothering, man. They are they, really they were good. all over the Browns. Yeah, they're very, very good. They hit very hard. They're very quick. Uh, and the other team, and, and you know, Kyler Murray's for real, man. He is a good athlete. He is, he doesn't get flustered. Uh he's uh, uh he has just played exceptionally well. Uh and then the other two teams that surprised me, one negatively, one positively. The Dallas Cowboys look to be for real. Yeah, no, I agree. They really do. And and Kansas City doesn't look to have the defense to really uphold what they've done in in years past, at least the last couple. Um, and overall, the American Football Conference just seems a little weaker. Seems like the stronger teams are in the NFL, NFC, excuse me. Uh but Dallas has really shown themselves to be pretty good. Uh, that Diggs guy, he's got like what seven interceptions uh, as a rookie. He's he's looking to be that a defensive player of the year as a rookie. Uh, and and those are those are my biggest surprises. I would say those three teams. I tell you, Dallas has some <laughs> kind of some under the radar offensive players that when you look at them, that you, they should rise to the top. They got Amari Cooper and CD lamb as their yep. two receivers that either one of them can kind of take the pressure off the other one. Cause who do you put your best corner cover on? You know, the fastest guy in the NFL and Amari Cooper or, or you know, CD lamb uh, you've got Zeke now kind of back where he needs to be because of Dak being back. And then you got yep. Pollard who comes in and spells them, you know, with just a tough gritty runner. So yeah, I think Dallas is, is uh, Dallas right now. Guys has a three-game lead in the NFC East. Um, yep. Uh, very surprised that they are that good, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Not good. Um, Todd, any thoughts from you? Oh, sure. I always have thoughts, right? Um, I agree with everything Mel said. Uh, uh, Ravens five and one. Um, that's pretty impressive. Um, again, they have all the tools, but uh, a couple of the games they won, um, kind of surprised me. Um, and then the two teams, uh, the bills four and two, I really think they shouldn't, could be. Oh boy. And there it is. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I was trying to distract you. They should be five and they should be six and oh, and then, um, 
Green Bay, they got crushed week one, and for them to be five and one surprised me a little bit. So, um, anyway, yeah, NFL's NFL's the NFL. So, yeah, um, Baltimore, you know, Baltimore running the ball well, obviously with with Lamar Jackson. Buffalo, that loss, <laughs> that loss, um, that loss on last night's game on Monday Night Football to the Tennessee Titans. Um, they're still two games up in the in the. NFC East and the NFC East doesn't look to be like uh, anything special. Um, Bengals. How about the Bengals? Joe Burrow and the boys, Jamar Chase, um, you know, looking in a, in, in a good spot with Pittsburgh and Cleveland at three and three. Uh, Their defense, Sean, is, is better than I thought it was too. Cincinnati. Bengals? Yeah. Yeah. And Burrow is, is the real deal. He's a good quarterback. They're, they're feisty. Uh, Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, you know, the schedule just sets up so well for Tampa, uh, Mal. Um, you know, they, they just got – they have the NFC East is their, you know, cross um, cross team. Um, you know, looking out west, you're looking at San Francisco, the, the 49ers and the, and the Seahawks, both under 500. Um, I think the, I think the 49, 49ers play the Jets tonight. Is that right? Or, yes, they do. Or not tonight. Um, Thursday. Thursday night. No, Thursday night. Yep. No, th- no, Thursday is uh, Thursday is Cleveland versus um, Denver. God, was, was there a, was there an early bye week already for the? Let's look at the yeah. NFL. No, Thursday is uh, Browns. Browns Broncos. Bucks. Yeah, or Broncos. Yep. I'm just looking because the 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 uh, 49ers and the Jets have only played five games. Everybody else has played six. So I'm just trying to figure out. We coming up one, two, three, four, five, six teams have a bye coming up. So okay. maybe they maybe the they were the first teams with buys because they have 17. There's 17 uh, 17 week season this year, so that's the that's the challenge. So. Um, all right. Anything else in the NFL catch your eye? Obviously, guys, we had Gruden, Gruden resign um, in the last week, and they're Ron Pasicchia, but Pasicchia is their interim coach. Um, they won a big, big one in you know a division game versus the the uh, Broncos this week with the firing in the in the wind. Anything else in the NFL catch your eye? Uh, the whole Gruden thing is just very sad. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Uh, I mean, you can't excuse the things he said, uh, but um, it, uh, I the saw a great meme. seems weird to me. I agree with Mel 100%. You can't, he said what he said, but the timing's weird. I mean, I don't know. They came out of left field, right? I really yeah. like what, what David Carr, his, his QB said. Right, yep. Todd. I think you you shared it in our in our text thread. Right, hate the sin, love the man. Right, um, hate the sin, love the sinner. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and the way he said it was, you know, it it felt it felt didn't feel right winning the game the way we want it, and not being there to get a hug from Gruden. Yeah, no, Gruden not being there. Unfortunate, the whole situation, everything about it, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. And then I saw a meme today somewhere in social media that they also re- released 10,000 emails uh, from the, the Kansas City coach there, Andy uh, Reed. Andy Reed. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, they're all Grubhub receipts. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> so as we're recording this, uh, transparency for the audience, um, Cody Bellinger hits a three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game up 5-5. Todd put his hat in anti-rally um, cap mode. Hide my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, hate so. it because Luke Jackson, who gave it, gave it up. He's been pitching lights out all year. That's yeah. he just that ball, was, pain. that ball was so he high. Have... He, he threw a ball that was like, you know, tits high to Cody Bellinger, one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah. Uh, and just just raked it over the right field wall in Chavez Ravine. Um, yeah, that, just just the, the pain of postseason. If he if he throws that pitch. In game 51 of the season, you, you never remember it, right? Right. Oh, that's just the beauty and the pain of postseason. Yeah. Well, this, this is a game that now the, the the grit of the Braves and the and the the experience of the Dodgers is going to really come into play. You know, with Kenley Jensen coming in probably for sure in the ninth and maybe the tenth, um, Braves are going to have to to do something here, and and you know their closer probably won't come in now right well will smith uh on the road if they can get ahead in the top of the ninth then they'll bring him in the bottom of the ninth yeah oh yeah for sure yeah but yeah on a tie game they'll they'll hold on to him right and that's why jensen's coming in now right right because he to save so they bring him yeah in the top of the night he has to get him to the you know and he got (laughs) he he got dinged up earlier so let's see what happens yeah for sure all right, let's go. Let's go to college football, um, Todd. Let's. I mean, we can probably start with our Gators. Uh, just a disappointing effort at LSU. Ten and a half point favorites. They lose by seven. They give up forty nine points. Um, I didn't know how many yards. Thank God I was. You know, Mal was with me and kind of keep me uh, from watching the game. We were at Pinehurst. We got. We come off the course, and you know, when I turned on the game in the bar, uh, they were up seven nothing, and then just continued to just give up gashing run after gashing run after gashing run uh not sure how many yards they gave up on the run road or on the ground i think it was over 300 yeah the uh the the running back had a career day 200 plus yards um three touchdowns um you know sean it's a defensive problem um florida scored 42 points on the road and they gave up 49 so and the problem is, is LSU had not run at all this year and they had a field day against Florida. So it is what it is. We're, we're, we're not that good. Um, you know, coach has to rally the guys and, and finish strong. I'm, I'm, I did the math. I seen eight and four season, which, you know, it's nice, but not up to Florida standards. So very yeah. disappointing. And then if you get, the, you know, and if you get the wrong matchup in a bowl game and the players don't care, you know, eight and, five. Eight and, five. Yep. and, you know, and all of a sudden Tennessee backdoors a, a nine and four season, uh, you know, or something like that. And all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, not a good look. So, um, you know, the. Um, Let's assume we beat South Carolina, Missouri, Florida State. I mean, those are big assumptions now after, yeah. after last weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Mal, let's go back a week. Um, were you surprised by Alabama going down to Texas A&M? Very. I mean, you guys follow the college football way more than I do uh, and understand it better. But 
I didn't, I didn't see that happening. Uh, every game that I saw Alabama play up until that one. And I watched most of that game. That was two Saturdays ago. Right. Uh, and I was, they didn't look like the same team. Uh, I don't want to say they got out coached, but, uh, Texas A&M certainly kept themselves in the game playing a little stall ball towards the end. And, uh, uh, I didn't think Alabama was going to get beat, but I'm kind of glad they did because it brings a number of other teams into the conversation and makes the remaining college football season a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, the, the, the week before, some of the best college football games I've seen in a long time, right? All of them almost back-to-back. You had Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. Which Texas was up 28-7. to seven. You had, you know, uh, Mississippi versus Arkansas, which I think went 52-51 uh, was the final on that one with, with Arkansas going for the two-point conversion on the last play of the game. Yeah, yeah. And then that night you had Texas A&M and Texas, and you had Michigan and Nebraska, um, which was just a, you know, a, a, a crunch time shootout. Um, and then in, in that game, you know, the, the kid that brought him back in Oklahoma, Caleb Williams, the freshman for, you know, Skyler, Skyler Murray or Skyler, um, what's Skyler's name? Skyler. No. Uh, what's his name? Oklahoma's kid. A uh, Rattler. Skyler, yes. Spencer Rattler. Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Thank you. Oh shit. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he comes in and, and, uh, and, you know, comes back in the game and, and wins that game in, uh, in Dallas was just a, a thrilling game, but Zach Calzada, the quarterback for Oklahoma or for Texas A&M. Now, I mean, to, to your point, I mean, this guy has looked mediocre at best. He was a backup quarterback going into the season. And then, um, they, uh, you know, they find a way to, to, um, to put him in and, and he has the best quarterback performance against Alabama in the last 10 years, better than Justin Fields, better than Trevor Lawrence. Um, unbelievable. You know, the, the, the effort from them. Um, out West, you know, big or pac 12 continues to kind of just be mediocre. Iowa loses last week after they moved to number two. So our, our buddy, Scotty Euler, Mal, his Cincinnati Bearcats slide into the number two spot this week. Rarefied air for a school like Cincinnati. I, I, I am, again, rooting for Cincinnati because who doesn't love Scott Euler? And you want to see him, like, be able to experience that. And there's no bigger Cincinnati fan than him. But as, as I listen to the, the pundits talk on the radio, uh, there still is plenty of talk that a one-loss Alabama team, and even if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship – on a one-loss Georgia team would get in before a team like Cincinnati. As I guess, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's three teams in the top ten in the Big Ten right now. Correct. Yep, and they all right. play each other. Right, and they all play each other. So, assume that the champion of the Big Ten is going to get one in. Loss. Yep. Right, have at least one loss. Cincinnati could be on the outside looking in with no losses. Yeah. 
yeah, Here's I, I think problem. This- I, I I like Cincinnati and this and the story. I just think if they play any of the top five big boys, they lose big. So that's that's my problem. I mean, do they deserve to be two? Probably, maybe. But in my mind, playing it out, it's not going to fare well for them. It's going to be, you know, a Notre Dame that gets in the final four and gets crushed. Yeah, know? well, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Wisconsin, yeah. right? The right. only time a four seed has won over one seed has been when Ohio State beat Alabama, right? And then you had Oregon right. and Florida State out west, uh, the Rose Bowl. Um, but, yeah, Todd, I, I do think – and once again, I, I think um, – you, you don't know until they play the game, but I agree with you, Mal. If Alabama somehow writes the ship, you know, wins out, and let's just say they beat a Georgia team in the SEC championship game, um, in any type of close fashion, Georgia's still in. I mean, let's talk about Georgia for a second, Todd. You, you live there, what, 100 miles from Athens. Um, they're clearly looking like the best team in football. I mean, they're not killing it on offense, but they don't need to because their defense is so good. Yeah, they're the best team in football. Um, and, you know, their offense is solid. Their defense is outstanding. The offense is solid. I mean, I would name Stetson Bennett starting quarterback. Uh, they keep toying with JT Daniels. He's hurt every week. Um, you know, at, at worst, Stetson has been as serviceable, but he's winning, winning ball games. So um, it's George's to lose, guys. I'm telling you now. Um they're better than every team. Uh, again, they have to suit up and play, but they should be favored every game they play going forward, and uh, yep. we'll see what happens. Listen, we'll and they're in a great spot because should they slip up against Alabama, they kind of get that do-over because they will not fall below four, right? I mean, at, at that point now, it will become, you know, does a if, if Oklahoma doesn't – Go undefeated. I think Oklahoma. By the way, Oklahoma found a quarterback, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Caleb Williams. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Um, But I think if Oklahoma loses, they slide below Ohio State. Ohio State gets past Penn State, right? Ohio State gets past Michigan State. Ohio State gets past Michigan. Ohio State gets past a one-loss Iowa team, the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State's going to the playoffs. I mean, Ohio State with with the cred, with the brand name, with their, you know, with that run of the big teams. You know, Cincinnati desperately needs Notre Dame to win out. They need Indiana to win out. But Indiana's going to lose to Ohio State. Indiana's probably going to lose to to Michigan or Michigan State. So Cincinnati needs to go undefeated. And as our friend Scott says, Mal, I mean, they've got to win games in the 50s. They've got to put 50 points up. They've got to blow everybody out. Right. You know, they they can't make it close. And – Todd, I, unfortunately, I think, you know, if it gets to them versus Georgia in the, in the semifinals, because there's no way they can be a three seed. they got to be a four seed, right? I mean, it, it, you know, I guess they could be a, a, a three seed, right? But I think the three best teams now, uh, you know, it's Georgia, it's Oklahoma. Now they've found a quarterback in Ohio State. Those are the three hottest teams right now. Yeah. And Cincinnati will be four. Uh, again, uh, I'm, that's leave, but that's leaving out Alabama, right? And Alabama still a damn right. good team, right? 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 We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I just, I'm not convinced Cincinnati's a top four team. You know, their record's good. They're doing all the right things. Um, they have a UCF feel to me right now. Back a couple years ago, but we'll we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. All they can do is keep winning and see what happens. That's all they can do. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you can't, once again, you can't fault the kids and the coach, Luke Fickle, for what they're doing. And it's a fun story. Um, you know, Scott, Scott, his father, who's a big UC fan, called when we were driving home from Pinehurst and they were just giddy in the fact that, oh my God, I can't believe we're at number two in the country. And Todd, you remember you were in high school still, but when Florida moved up to number one for the first time, we beat Auburn on the road and, um, you know, we beat number one Auburn and then we slid up to number one for a week or so. And it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Just to get to that, you know, once you've won it now, it's like, you know, you want to win it again, but getting the number one is not where you want to be. It's, it's ending number one. And um, that's, that's where we're at. So, uh, Todd, hit, hit us up with a quick soccer uh, update. I know the U.S. men's team had a big match, uh, I believe, last week in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it was international break. Um, their World Cup qualifying, right? So uh, USA lost at Panama, which is unexpected, um, not not good. But then they won. They beat Costa Rica um, in Columbus. They gave up an early goal, and then end up winning, I believe, two to one. Um, so international break is over and now, um, back to, uh, league play, um, Liverpool played on Saturday and then they had a, a champions league game today. They played Atletico Madrid, um, in the group stage and they won three, two, a uh, pretty exciting match. So it's, it's, uh, goes to show why you want to make European football. I mean, you, the extra games, the revenue is, is just unbelievable. Um, and the, and the chance to hoist a trophy. So, um, soccer's in full swing and, uh, pretty, pretty fun to watch. That was now a great game. The Costa Rica game. Um, Costa Rica game Yeah. Yeah. They I love the way, right? I love the way we played. Yep. Young, speedy. Now we were playing against the, the old Costa Rican team, they were all yes. old men, right? Yes. But yep. we took full advantage of the advantages that we had and did it for a full 90 minutes, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and Burl Halter, Burl Halter the coach, uh, is getting a lot of criticism for losing. But, gosh, when, when the team plays to the way he wants them to play, they look really good. Um, and Pulisic's still hurt. Um, we're missing some uh, – we're missing some key players, but gosh, we have to qualify for the World Cup. We can't miss two years and two sessions in a row. That would be devastating uh, to USA soccer. Yep. Now let's let's quickly go to NHL. Kicked off last week. Uh, your Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe, raised a banner. Their third banner. They did second in a row. Third, the third banner, uh, and then they they. Promptly went out and lost <laughs> that night, uh, uh, but they've won. Uh, they've won three since, I believe. Uh, um, and uh, I, you know what? Have you seen any of the games on ESPN? Uh, I've, I just like in the background. I haven't really watched them. I mean, I'm glad ESPN has the games because I'll be able to see more of uh, more of the. Uh, the lightning and, and, but the coverage just isn't as good as what, what uh, NBC and, and NBC affiliates did. Uh, I I just, uh, I I mean, CBS CBS has hockey now too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give them a little time before I, uh, 
uh, before I, I, I mean, maybe they'll get better, but you know, Sean McDonough doesn't, he's a great, great announcer and seems like a really cool guy, but he doesn't have the voice for hockey right now. Uh, and they don't have the, the, the stable of, of analysts, uh, you know, on the ice in between the boxes and, and, uh, uh, that are true, like old school hockey guys, right? The pedigree, Mel? The pedigree. Thank you. That is the word I'm looking for. They just don't have it. Uh, and, um, uh, so, but it's good that hockey's back. Um, you guys come to Tampa, we got season tickets. You will go to a game, uh, for sure. Uh, our first game, uh, the lovely bride and I is, I believe, the twenty eighth against the the Coyotes. Uh, so we're uh, we're looking forward to that because it's been almost a year and a half since we've been to a a live lightning game. Wow, that'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah it'll remind you when you get there what a great game it is in person. It's so it's, different. Yes. I mean, it, it's so different. Yep. You know, and the the energy in the arena and watching the physicalness and as Scott, as Todd always reminds us, they're skating backwards on skates on ice. You know, it's it's a <laughs> and pretty, pretty impressive right now. Only a couple teams undefeated early in the season, Florida, Buffalo, uh, Detroit, Boston, uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Columbus, Philadelphia, Washington and uh, New Jersey. Then out west, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Edmonton, and San Jose. So that'll all change shortly. Uh, the Seattle Kraken gets their first win uh, in in. Uh, it's kind of cool the way their their Seattle logo is almost. It looks almost exactly like the Seattle uh, Mariners. They did a nice yeah. job of kind of matching up the S's on that. So, um, all right, let's go. Let's go around the horn and find out what you got coming up this week. Um, now I'll start with you. Uh, well, this week, uh, I just sent you guys, actually. Uh, I sent it from my computer, so it might not have come in on our normal thread. Uh, our The rebuild of our website and, and pushing our website out there uh, in a different way continues. Uh, and uh, we're going to we're gonna do a little bit more. Uh, uh, we have a great home valuation tool. Uh that's really, that's personalized to, to, to folks. And uh, I created a QR code with our My Tampa Agent logo on it that with any luck at all will bring us to, bring people who, who use it to that home valuation page. Um, so we're rolling a, a pretty sizable campaign about 3,800 uh, monthly mailers. Uh, personalized uh, by address and uh, the owner's name uh, with up-to-date data uh, going out once a month with that QR code on it. Uh, have two new listings coming on. And uh, uh, I tip my hat to the My Tampa agent team because for the four days that I was away uh, and didn't answer a phone or didn't do anything with that had to do with work, uh, they uh, – not only kept the ship afloat, but got it going a little faster. So it was uh, uh, nice to uh, 
to be able to get away and not have to worry about that. And um, now I'm back, as we talked about before the show started, I'm back with a lot of things to do to make up. But uh, so we're just, it's just going to be getting up, showing up and doing the work this week, Carp, all week. You know, um, Mal, I, I got to say, I, now that you said that, I look back and uh, all, I think all four of us um, did a nice job of once we got to the home base there in, in Pinehurst, um, there was never a time when one of the, when one of the four of us was walking on the side of the fairway uh, in the midst of a phone call. There was never a time that we were delayed teeing off because someone was responding to a, you know, a, a negotiation and that's credit to you and Scott having the big team, um, you know, supporting you back home and, and Bill having a great team at rate, my agent, you know, supporting him and me, you know, just kind of having my stuff in order uh, heading into it. It was really nice to, and I think I mentioned to you one time, I think maybe when we got, when we got off course number two and uh, we were having a beer, um, how when you look through your 31 emails or whatever, everything could have been swiped left without even reading. You know, it's just. Exactly. So yep. sometimes when you, when you let the business go, it goes the way you want it to go. So. You know what, Sean, you and I both know that it only happens when you have done the work to build the foundation to start because without a solid foundation and the right people in place and the right process in place. And that's not just for real estate. That's for any business, right? Uh, uh, the whole thing could have crumbled uh, or you just couldn't, you wouldn't be able to have the luxury of taking four days where you didn't have to do anything. Uh, so uh, very, I'm very blessed to have the team that I have and uh, um I am playing in a, a charity golf tournament on Saturday. I found out this morning uh, for a Steinbrenner high school baseball team. We have a, a couple of clients who uh, have been involved with the Steinbrenner high school baseball team here. And one, uh, one family still has someone playing. Uh, so uh, Eric, uh, Rick Schaub and I are going to play in, uh, in their golf tournament on Saturday, but between now and then I have, Two photo shoots, two listing appointments, uh, some uh, some buyer prep I have to do, and I'm going to show a couple of clients four or five houses. So it's it's going to be a busy week yeah. here in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Awesome. So as we get before we go to you, Todd, I'm watching this. You know, the Dodgers uh, trying to finish up this game here against the Braves. Um, I'm looking at the fans in this Chavez Ravine in LA. They're in winter coats and knit hats and hoodies it's 62 degrees in la it's also 62 degrees in atlanta right now and i guarantee you most kids are still in shorts and uh, and and ball caps um it's funny just the perspective of a 62 degree night in chavez ravine versus a 62 degree night in tourist park um different attire but todd what do you got coming up this week but it's been been a couple weeks since we chatted what's what's going on with biz so I remember, uh, and, and Mel, help me out. Is it San Francisco or LA where like, it was so windy. I think it's San Francisco. Where, San like, Francisco, yeah. Hot dog wrappers are always yep. like. Yeah. like yep. uh, that's that's the famous, the famous quote, right? The, the coldest, win, the coldest uh, winter Mark ever Flame, spent. Right? In, yeah. The coldest winter ever spent in San Francisco was in June, right? <laughs> right, right. So um, gosh, as I'm dying a thousand deaths watching my Braves lose tonight up five <laughs> down six five um opening up a, a lot of new customers this week sean um this distribution we're focusing on multifamily, which is 
late to the game, but uh, it's it's booming, as you guys probably know, being in real estate, right? The whole multi multifamily um, uh, uh, building is is booming. So um, have a three four opportunities going on this week that I need to focus on. So just focus on that um, for sure. Going back to uh, you guys on the golf course, living in the moment, right? Isn't that so important? Just forgetting, uh, having a great team behind you and, and forgetting uh, what might be going on and, and living in the moment, um, walking on the golf course. He didn't go. Um, so anyway, yeah, just uh, just focus. Sorry, guys, I'm so distracted. <laughs> Focusing on, um, on business and my true ADD is coming out. But a uh, great time of year for sports. Enjoying it. Um, great talking to you guys. It's been too long, but but thanks for having me on, uh, for sure. Yeah, good uh, good chat with you uh, guys. For me, this this week is uh, once again. I'm in the middle of a really nice run here. I got a um, uh, presentation tomorrow for the Dulles Area Association of Realtors. Uh, actually, I got called out of the bullpen. Mal was in the car with me when uh, I got the call that that. I'm doing the opening keynote, Todd, but then the closing keynote couldn't be here tomorrow. So they asked me to do both. So I'm doing the opening keynote, the closing keynote, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Then I fly down to San Antonio to do one of my favorite presentations, my getting in tune with your real, with uh, with your audience, what real estate rock stars can learn from real rock stars. And it's a fun event. It's uh, it's all about, you know, the getting on stage and earning that standing ovation and the way I'll start my presentation is I start by saying the standing ovations earned long before the rockers take the stage, right? And you got to put all the, the work in before you can ever expect to earn a standing ovation. It's kind of cool because the the group I'm doing it for, Cole Baker, Dan Harper in San Antonio, um, they're encouraging all of their attendees to wear a t-shirt from their favorite concert or favorite band. So it'll be kind of a different than a buttoned up, you know, suit and tie audience. It'll be people wearing jeans and and a rock and roll t-shirt. So I'm going to have a little Tom Petty uh, shirt on and, and uh, maybe tomorrow Mal, if I can find uh, a little steal your face hat somewhere, uh, I'll, I'll wear that as well. But Oh, I should have given you mine if I knew. You I know I, I, the picture that Scotty took of you with your glasses on and your yeah. hat, just Scott, Scott took some great pictures this weekend. He um, did, but super excited. And, and then next week, guys, I'm not sure when we'll talk again, but next week I, Go to Starkville for Parents Weekend. Uh, they just announced the game against Kentucky will be a under the light six o'clock kick, which will be which is great because it's not eleven o'clock kick and you know, and then we got the whole day to kill. So it'll be a, a fun day at the Junction, uh, which is the kind of the big tailgate center outside of Wade Davis Stadium. Uh, then I drive Rhonda to Birmingham, Alabama, put her on a one way flight home. I'll have some beers with our buddy Pete Blank uh, in Birmingham. Head up to Florence, Alabama to speak, and then I drive over to. Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, to, to finish up my my unmasked tour and then drive. I think that'll be a 13-hour drive home. It's a lot of lot of windshield time and uh, looking forward to it. So listen, guys, great chat with you. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll close out. Uh, Kenley Jansen strikes out the side. Uh, Todd, the good news is your Dodgers are still up two to one. Um, they got to play two more games in LA. Uh, let's hope they come back with a if, if they don't clinch it out there, let's hope they come back with a three to two lead uh, and just need one there in Truist Park. Listen, Todd, it wouldn't be the Braves if they didn't have a game like this, right? Hey, they were in this game all the way. No, they were. They were in it all the way and just one bad pitch, uh, you know, maybe a couple of bad pitches to get those runners on base. But um, 
Todd, it's, it's kind of what you expect as a Braves fan, right? I mean, you don't expect a sweep. No. No, no. You win. Uh, never mind. <laughs> you win 28 straight divisions in one World Series. That's just a Braves fan. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Worried about is last year two two zero Braves, and went to LA and they lost four two. So obviously up five two, you want to put that game away. But hey, tomorrow's uh, a new day. So tomorrow's a new day. So listen, on behalf of our long lost buddy Bill, who's out on assignment, uh, and Anthony down in Tampa, and Todd in Atlanta. I'm Sean Carpenter in Ashburn, Virginia, saying thanks for listening to the Stare Down.